Fines, good morning. I, I'm very happy that you had sex on fire before I came in. It's the only way to go, really, You'll, you'll these have days. to explain to me what that all means <laughs> later. Yes, all right. Then. I'm all about snappy headlines this morning. It's uh, jobs for the hoys. Should <laughs> should M-plus get a C-plus? And, of course, Jimmy Lycee. Yeah, well, should we start with the last first? Whatever you like. Well, let's start with the last first. I was as shocked as anybody listening to this programme... This means he wasn't. <laughs> To learn that Jimmy Lai was a Democrat. Who knew? Blimey. Who knew that the Apple Daily, that every single day pumps out pro-Democrat stories, would be in any way pro-Democrat? Who knew that Jimmy Lai, who has a lot of money, would give money to Democrats? Apparently this is a scandal. But what is so bizarre about this, (laughs) what is so bizarre about this, is this story has been spun as to somehow... Somehow, and, and you, someone's got to help me with, with the convoluted loops Morning you, have brew at go, <laughs> you have to go through to get there, to say that this somehow proves that there's a foreign intervention in Hong Kong politics. What they've come up with of evidence, and I use the word evidence very, very slightly, is that one of the donations that Jimmy Lai made was to Paul Wolfowitz... Now, remember, he gave the money to him. It wasn't the other way around. But never mind, if you're, if you're in the smear business, you don't let a little detail get in the way with the story. He gave some money to Paul Wolfowitz to spend in Burma or Myanmar, as we must politically correct call it this week, um, on some pro-democracy project there. Now, yeah. what actually is going on? I mean, we know what's going on. What's actually going on? What's actually going on seems to be very clear to me. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of... The United Front mobilising a smear campaign. And this smear campaign is getting quite serious. I mean, you had the other week Joseph Cheng, who's the, the, the leader of the Democracy Alliance, being smeared over, I mean, incredibly, over a so-called... Um, what was it supposed to be? Well, I don't know what it was supposed to be. It was some discontented PhD student eight years ago fell out with Joseph Cheng over how the list of names on a scholarly book should have been presented, whether Joseph Cheng's name should have been first, second, third or fourth. I mean, I know that every listener listening to this will go, goodness me, that's at least as big as the development of the atom bomb, if not bigger. But, you know, they're, they're grasping at straws, but it is a steadily evolving campaign you get in the line of fire and boy are we going to pull the gun doesn't matter who we hit doesn't matter if the gun is aimed in the right direction i mean they're a bit like these ukrainian separatists who you know who blow innocent civilians out of the sky on the grounds of you know we're involved in a battle we must do this so you have this very dangerous situation and i was speaking over the weekend to somebody who's quite involved in this and he said you mark my words They've gone from people who are at the um, head of the pro-democracy camp and they will go further. I mean, you know, these smears will, will carry on. But you wait. Next in line will be the judiciary because the one thing these pro-Beijing people really hate is the rule of law. Judges. They just hate it. Rigorous So judging. you wait until you hear something about judges. I'm very sure that's going to come up next or leading lawyers Anything to do with rule of law. This is, you know, they all go, oh, yes, we believe in rule of law. Not for us, but, you know, for you, you people. Could this be a sign that, in a, in a perverse way, we are moving to a more sort of fully developed democracy? I mean, the Yanks have been up to that. The next thing's going to be well, a sex scandal. <coughs> They've been I up to that I, for well, years. Yes, I think, I think you, 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 you might be able to say that. But remember how one-sided it is here. 
I mean, the entire media, with honourable exceptions, RTHK is one of them. I'm not saying Absolutely. that just because I'm sitting in a semi-air-conditioned <laughs> studio and you're threatening me with a knife. I'm not saying it for that reason. <laughs> but, 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 you know, with very few exceptions, um, RTHK, possibly um, Economic Journal, possibly um, a couple of other smaller publications, have all gone with this story about, you know, oh, the, the Democrats must be probed, the, the, there must be an independent investigation into this money. I mean, it's... What about the other to, end of the street? Well, I was going to say, first of all, <laughs> there's nothing to investigate. Jimmy Lai doesn't say, oh, I didn't give them the money. He says, I've got a lot of money, and I'm spending it on something I believe in. Now... Because he doesn't believe in me, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, hey. <laughs> I'll say nothing on air about that. Give us a fiver. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> but seriously, though, I mean, you're quite right. Look at the other end. Who is the best-funded political party... Bar none in Hong Kong. Where does that money come from? How transparent are the funds flowing into the uh, DAB? How transparent are the funds flowing into this anti-Occupy Central mob who, who from having no resources whatsoever seem to have enough resources to go round town setting up many, many stalls to collect signatures. Most of they which got 100, I'm, I hear. <laughs> well, I don't know how many they've got. I mean, I, I've, I've been very fascinated to, to look at them. I've never actually seen a queue of people standing outside any of those stalls, but that's me. Um, where is the money coming to pay? Remember, a lot of these demonstrations are rent-a-mob. Well, yeah, and the money's and, spent and where on get, is, where is getting the money people to sign from? it. I mean, you know, I sympathise with these old ladies who really are down on their down yeah, on their uppers, bribe them. and they're offered a hundred bucks, a coach ride, and a yum cha for turning up at these things. Yeah, good luck. To, I, I, honestly, I say good luck to them because if they can take money off these people, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I do have a problem though with the people who give out the money. And I gather that in some of these things where they've got more thuggish people involved, of course, it's not a hundred bucks a free coach ride and a yum cha. It's a thousand bucks and uh, get your boots on because you may have to do some more heavy action. So where is the money coming from all, for all of that? It's certainly um, happening. There's, it's not circumstantial evidence. There's documentary evidence of all this. I've, with my own eyes, seen... <laughs> At an event, this was very funny. This was in Saikung Town Hall, where the Hung Yu Cook had mobilised all these people. And, and for some reason, I got in the wrong part of the audience. And there, there's all these OAPs, and don't say that included me, um, sitting nope. there. Nope. Um, and uh, they, th there was a woman with a clipboard ticking off their names. And one of these ladies who clearly hadn't read the script properly, kept saying to her, but where is my $100? She goes, shush, shush, we deal with that outside. Shush, shush, we deal with that outside. <laughs> so, I mean, th this is my own personal observation of that. But, but I think you were lying. Been, I, think, I think... I probably have made that up. I yes. think that was just your impression of what went down. Yes, and that was the $100 she owed her for services to the Plato Study Society. Uh, yes. yes, I think that's actually the real explanation. But I've got it mixed up as usual. Random piece of writing I just saw on somebody's Facebook page the other day. So here's the question that should be worrying people. How does the Wenwei poll get a decade-old document from the Immigration Department in order to smear Joseph Cheng? 
if the government is giving his information out, how safe is yours? Well, there's that. Um, where does all this information f about... I mean, remember, all of these so-called accusations, these this cache of 900 emails that proves these dastardly deeds of Jimmy Lai, where does that come from? Oh, that's right, from illegal means of hijacking uh, a computer of one of his aides. I mean, you know... It's talking a bit silly, hasn't it, really? Well, silly, I think the word sinister might be, might be appropriate here. I mean, these people, all of these reports fail to say, and, you know, in the interest of journalism, at least you should say, this, this information is derived from stolen material. Quite interesting... It has to be, doesn't that, it? None of that... I mean, they certainly say that. I mean, in the case of Edward Snowden... I mean, can you think of any report of, of the, the files that Edward Snowden leaked which doesn't say that these were unlawfully obtained and disseminated? It seems to me, as night follows day, if you're going to get involved in following up on these things, the very least you do mm. is identify how, they were, how this material was obtained. Little comment here from Douglas. He says, why don't the Dems demand that the pro-Beijing bunch open up their books, have they? They've really got to get into attack mode. Yeah, well, good point. Very good point. But it's so simple that there must be a reason why it hasn't been done. I, I, um, I've got to be polite here, and I, I would say that a lot of members of the pro-democratic camp are not brilliant tacticians. I say that with great restraint. But they're lovely. <laughs> well, except for... No, seriously, love. I mean, you know, tactics isn't their strongest point. You would think that was as obvious as the nose on your face. You really would. Or is it one of these things that just doesn't need to be said? I mean, well, at least, I mean, at least I suppose, Jimmy said, yeah, I gave him the money. Yeah, and I suppose in the case of the DAB, does anybody seriously doubt where their money comes from? Oh, totally. Yeah, so may maybe it's that. But on the other hand, you, you would think that, that that would be a at least a line of response. I certainly haven't heard it. If it is a line of response... Um, uh, beam me up, Scotty. But where are we me. going now? This stuff is coming thick and fast. I don't know about you. You look at the news, you pick up your phone. Well, not yours. <laughs> uh, but you pick up your phone, you look at the apps and the news, and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. And it, you, you just get numbed to all of well, this Well, you say that, but I don't think that's what's happening. I think what really? you're having is a big polarisation of society. I mean, there are people in the what, what the pro-government people call the opposition camp, and actually I think that's a reasonable description, who are much more angry and much more militant than they were before. There are people on the other side of the equation, the supporters of Beijing and the office seekers who are uh, all over the place, um, uh, running up to Shenzhen every, um, every two minutes for a top-up in patriotism. Um, and they're getting much more vociferous as well. And in the middle of this, you've got the atmosphere... I mean, it's very... I, I know this is trite to say it, but it's very hot out there. And the atmosphere is definitely getting hotter. I mean, this kind of dirty tricks with the Jimmy Lai stuff is new, relatively new, in Hong Kong but politics. But it's so see-through. It's just well, so see-through. But, you know, you know the great thing that, 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 that Herman Goebbels also, always used to say, if you repeat a lie often enough, yeah. people will believe it. And uh, Goebbels knew a thing about propaganda. He wasn't bad, was he? He wasn't bad at it. He was a... Well, yes. <laughs> I was going to say something very not nice. <laughs> I know, I hear you. But, I mean, the weirdest thing, t turning it into a sort of world-size affair at the moment, has it, has it crossed your mind that we're dealing with all this silliness here and it's, still, it's more and more a place really 
that you should live more than any other country. I mean, look at the way the world is coming apart. Well, you know, I mean, you know, and do, they, just do, do, do they have dirty tricks in oh, other parts of the world? Of course you, they, do. they do. I mean, you know, it always amazes me in America that they're still running the story about how President Obama is not an American. <laughs> you know, this is all complete But they politics. believe it there. <laughs> There's a lot of people who do believe that, yes. But what happens is that in the end, these sort of people play entirely to their own constituency. You don't very much affect the middle ground. Mm. But the middle ground in Hong Kong, I do think, is shrinking. I think that people are moving towards one of the two more extreme positions. And I suppose that's because the stakes are higher. I mean, here we are in 2014. We were told that by now universal suffrage would be in place. That was supposed to have happened by 2012. We were told that you'd have a fully elected LegCo. That's now going to be on the agenda for never. We were told that there'd be universal suffrage and a free choice of the person who was to be the chief executive. We're now told that you can choose anybody we like, you know, etc., etc., etc. And people here will carry on with their daily lives. They'll go out to work. And, and all the things that the government people tell you they'll do, it's quite true. They're not going to spend their whole living, waking hours worrying about the state of universal suffrage. But it is on their minds. It is on people's minds. Why is it on people's minds? i tell you why. And you can see this now from the way that people look across the border. You look at this scandal that's just happened in Shanghai, and you might say this is a bit of a leap. This is with this meat factory that's producing uh, meat for... Um, all the fast food joints, isn't it? All the fast food joints. Okay. I'm sure it's a staggering coincidence that the only company that's had this kind of high-profile attention paid to it happens to be foreign-owned. Because people in China know that when you don't have rule of law, when you have a controlled media, and when you have selective action, you can't be sure of anything. That's why they come here to buy um, baby, uh, baby milk powder. That's why people come here to buy all sorts of products, because they know that here... It's just nuts, isn't it? You think, you think why do these people do it? Because they don't trust their own countrymen. And it, but it all goes back. You may say, well, well, what's that got to do with moxie? Actually, quite a lot. Mm. Because the whole point of a system of accountability, uh, accountability and universal suffrage is you make the bastards pay. One's bitten, twice shy, it's 20 minutes to 11, still in with Steve Vine. Should we do some idle gossip? Idle gossip, I say. Rumour and idle <laughs> gossip. Well, two things I heard about, <coughs> couldn't Excuse possibly me. tell you where, except one of them, actually yeah. one of them was Chip's comment <clears throat> in the Hong Kong mag. He, he reckons there's a rumour flying around that CY's going to get the bullet. Uh, and the second one was somebody saying that it seems that Ronnie Tong is either positioning or being positioned to be the acceptable face to the establishment of, you know, a fellow that the people would like and perhaps the boys upstairs would like. Shall we start with the second one first? Sure, go on. Because the second one is, is, is an interesting rumour that has I indeed been going around, but I think it's based on a fallacy that the establishment... logic. Well, yeah, but the, there's a basic fallacy here, which is that the establishment actually really does want to find Democrats they can have dialogue with. I mean, they've been having three days of meetings in Shenzhen with every conceivable flavour, and actually there's only really one flavour, but anyway, of, of pro-democratic people, of people who've gone up there and said, you know, oh, yes, comrade, you're doing a very good job. No, Hong comrade, Hong Kong doesn't really, isn't really ready for any kind of progress on constitutional reform. Splitters. Is that what you think? Yes, you do. Well, so do I. What else do you think? Because I think that as well. Let's have lunch. They've had three
three days of doing that. They've had every opportunity to meet if they wanted to. They could have met the so-called moderate Democrats. They could have met Ronnie Tong. They could have met anybody they liked. But now that the Democrats are saying, well, you know, we'd really like to have a bit of dialogue with these people, Carrie Lam, who is now bag carrier-in-chief, having been a very popular um, uh government official before is now saying oh i don't know about that it's, it's all very um very short notice and uh, there's a meeting of the um you know um national people's congress standing committee next month i don't really think there's going to be time for them to hear any voices other than the voices that they want to hear and that's brilliant well so this is why i'm very skeptical about the idea that that ronnie tong is being positioned as a moderate voice but even even if that was so yep um, you know, what What would be the point? He's, he doesn't have the support of his own party, the Civic Party. He certainly doesn't have the support of the other Democratic parties. So you can only really, if you want to have somebody as a point of contact, you've got to have somebody as a point of contact well, who, who will in some way actually be able to make contact. I well, mean, isn't there a logic to that? There is, but they're all burning red hot in one direction at the moment. So perhaps, I'm just massively speculating here, perhaps the reason he doesn't have the support from the people you mentioned is because they don't really want to hear a voice of reason in, in well, certain areas. Well, that, that, that may well be. I mean, this goes to what we were talking about before the break, which is the increasing polarisation and transigence on both sides. I mean, that that is indeed possible. All, all I'm saying is I don't see even a microcosm of a sign that, that, that the Chinese authorities or indeed the government under Leung Chung Ying has any intention whatsoever of having a dialogue. I just don't see any sign of oh, right, that. that then. So that's that. So then we come on to this other rumour about whether, whether Leung Chung Ying himself is dust at the moment. Well, of course... <laughs> he, I mean, let's start with the obvious. If if there was an election, there isn't the smallest chance of him being elected in Hong Kong, but of course such a thing isn't on offer. So will the bosses get rid of him? Well, my view about that is, however unsatisfactory he is, they cannot suffer the loss of face of losing two out of three of the chief executives. Remember... Why uh, not? CH... Go for a hat-trick, boys. <laughs> yeah, well, C.H. Chung had to go, um, I believe that was for health reasons, um, not, um, as the first chief executive. Donald Jung um, is now under investigation for corruption, so that's not... Number three is in there. And, you know, in some ways, if you live in the strange world of Hai, where all you hear are people going up there and going... What is it you want to hear? Because let me tell you that. They may well be under the impression that he's doing a thoroughly good job. They may well be under the impression that these massive protests that are taking part in Hong Kong are all the result of either foreign intervention, which yep. is the new line. Cameron ran for the hills when Manson <laughs> Chan and co went over yes, there. Yes, yes. He was uh, can, busy can, doing Can his... I talk to you? Excuse me, this is my nail clipping day. I can't be... I, I, Sorry. I can't be... I no, can't be. I'll, send, I'll send you Nick Clegg. <laughs> <laughs> Who, um, who, who has a very important role in government, which um, somebody will explain I can't imagine one day. there's much foreign intervention going on there. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's of course, a bunch of horlicks. Well, well, so then it's either foreign intervention, and so, you know, it's the Americans have a, have a ghastly plot to destabilise Hong Kong. Nobody's quite explained why there would be a ghastly plot to destabilise Hong Kong, but anyway, let's, let's uh, um, go with that. Or 
you have the other suggestion, oh, well, they're just infantile idiots bent on destruction for no reason. They're sort of nihilists. It's got to be that. They don't use the word nihilist, but that's actually what they mean. Incidentally, comrades, nihilist is a good word. You should, you should, you should try it someday. Um, they're all a bunch of kids and they're all out of order and anyway, we don't like them and some of them are a bit smelly. So, I mean, one of those explanations has got to be wrong and one of them's got to be right or maybe they're all a load of rubbish. What isn't considered as a possible option by the people in Zhongnanhai and the people who run the government here is that actually maybe it's majority opinion that they need to address and have a word with people who reflect it. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's another option. Silly, so I you know. So you think Chip's dreaming, is he? <laughs> I think he might be. <laughs> he does it brilliantly, though, doesn't he? He does it with, 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 with great panache. <laughs> All right, then. Well, what about the report recently? You know, majority of people seem OK. With well, that's, you, I, well, I was just going to come on to that. Yeah. You missed that bit. Yeah, I mean, this was the, the... For anybody who's sleeping on the job, if so, wake up. Um, this is the report that, that um, the Lerg administration submitted to the bosses last last week, or was it two weeks ago? I, I, I can't remember. Anyway, recently, I yep. believe is the weasel way of, of saying right. that. Recently Allegedly. submitted. Yeah. And and in that, they didn't mention that there had been these large demonstrations. Or the thingy, the or, Benny Tai online or, thing. Or that there had been 800,000 people voting um, in a referendum That's that wasn't word. a referendum, or etc., etc., their report said, oh, majority opinion in Hong Kong is exactly what you want to hear, comrades. Thank you. Next. There's a word for that, though. Yes, there is. Lie, I believe, <laughs> is the word we're looking for here. The, the polite word that, that, that they use in PR circles is gloss. Gloss. I like gloss. I mean, it's, it's as meaningless as most things that come out of PR circles. But anyway, whatever it is, it's, it, it, it's total and utter rubbish. All right, then, that's our rumours done. Morningbrew.rthk.hk. <laughs> if you want to get in touch or do, as Douglas did, chuck something on our Morning Brew Facebook page. What do you want to do? Well, I was, I was just wondering whether we, we might just um, take a moment to talk about this... Um, <laughs> <laughs> this extraordinary thing that went on in Legco yesterday, Never. with legislators suddenly saying, oh, we don't like the design of this cultural centre thing that you're... It's all numbers now. I've lost... Is it M4? M plus. Or, is, or is that a motorway or M plus or, M plus. or whatever it is? Um, I mean, that design has been out there for over a year. You would have thought that if they really didn't like it, they might have mentioned it a tad earlier in the proceedings. Um, the idea of any building designed by a committee is always, to my mind, very scary. Nobody ever erected a statue to a committee, did Nobody they? Nobody ever and erected stuff? a statue to a committee. But there is a committee that erected a building in Causeway Bay called the Central Library. That's and if you want to see what a building devised by a committee looked like, go to Central Library in Causeway Bay and see neo-Gothic meets stark brutal modernism meets... Is that straight out Ming of a Disney dynasty? Movie. But it, it's kind of it's so bizarre. It's 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 a combination of styles that don't match. There's nothing original in it. When you go in the library, it's not particularly functional. I mean, you know, okay, boys, if you really want to sit there in the Ledgeco chamber designing the West yeah, Cowlum when did you not start working Center? for Norman Foster? Although yeah. some of them are architects, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they must be. Yes, that doesn't mean good architects, especially those in the rotten borough of well, Architectureville. Yes. I can't remember what that bloke does. Uh, he's so high, doesn't he's he? so high profile that yeah, um, we things. don't hear from him a lot. But anyway, the fact of the matter is that I, I personally think the cultural centres are a load of nonsense. I really do. The idea that culture should all be located in one place has always been to me a 
p- particularly West Kowloon Cultural District. Oh, it's a district. Sorry, but it is now. It's, isn't it a hub? But just for the record, there's, there's a well, it, well, yeah, hub, yeah, it's whatever. a hub. Excuse me. District. Just for the record, whatever happens, there's a ton of really good arty stuff going on whilst it's still a car park. Yes, which is really good. And that, that's good omen, if you like. It, well, that's good, but I wonder whether it will actually be going on once they've built it. I mean, at the moment, as you say, it's, this is all outdoor stuff you're talking about, and it's quite interesting. Oh, it's excellent. Yeah, not when it rains, but it's not excellent. when it rains. No, but I mean. You know, it's not as though Hong Kong doesn't have the ability to uh, put on cultural events. It's not as if there aren't any venues. What there is a problem with is this this ridiculous idea that everything has to be centralised. I, I completely well, it's not don't exactly get it. Centralised. No, no, one. no. But it's in one place. That's true, what I mean. It, it, it's not. No, it's not convenient. Oh, don't be silly. Of course, it's not convenient. But it is in one place. So you know, I mean, the fact that you've got an that you've got a a venue in Kwai Ching, you've got a venue in Chim Sa Choi, you've got the old city hall venue, which people are rude about and I happen to like very much. So what? What's wrong with it? I don't understand what's wrong with all of that. I just don't get it. Kwai Ching is possibly the most world-class theatre there is in this town. It's amazing. Just an opinion. I've been there. It's, the it's only amazing. One with a, it's the only one with a revolve on the stage. And it's got great acoustics. It's possibly. But, I mean, it's all there. Well, Just actually, good luck actually, getting there, though. <laughs> but, you, but you say that. Well, it's, it's not far from the MTR, actually. I know, it's, I know, I know. Perfectly I was accessible. amazed when I went in there the first yeah. time. It's a real, it's like a West End theatre in terms of yeah, it's various a very, bits it's a very good theatre. Um, I also think that City Hall, I know people say, oh, it's very old. Well, you know, yeah. There's <laughs> quite a lot of old theatres in the world, if you, <laughs> if you care to think a bit more globally. I, I go in there, I always enjoy going to performances there because. Location, I think location as well. There's location, I think the sound is okay in there. And you've got very good sight lines, which is, to me, quite important. Especially I like to see if you're shell- shelling out for tickets. Yeah, yeah. I like to see what's going on the stage. That's, I think, why they have the stage at the front. There may be a re- another reason for that. More and more, yeah, really. More and more people are enjoying the the artists mock-ups of a park that could be over there yeah i, I can't knock that i'm not in, uh, well if all they were doing was building a park i'd be all in favor of it i don't i'm never against building parks because i think that a bit of green breathing space in the middle of an urban center is a very nice thing loads of grass <laughs> and an outdoor theater like muni, muni in new jersey but have you noticed have you noticed right, where, so. they, where they build parks here it's really weird if you go into the cross harbour tunnel there's a park in the middle of all those roads that lead into the tunnel what's that about it's supposed to be a park for people to walk in near here before you get to the um lion rock tunnel there's another park which is almost impossible to get to um if you if you go up the road that leads into the tunnel i I don't actually understand it i mean maybe oh i've got it of course if you don't have a lot of people wandering around in the parks they remain very neat. <laughs>